Hello and welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And uh, this week we just watched Mad Max and we're going to talk about it. Yeah, we're really deep and emotional. Uh, yeah. And uh, cultured. Fury Road. <laughs> just to clarify, that's the Mad Max we watched. We didn't... The one with the British guy. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, he's Australian, right? Oh, he's Australian? I think he's Australian. Really? Yeah. I thought he was from, like, Wales. I think Tom Hardy is. Or, like, English. I thought he was All right. English or... We are less than a minute in, and we already need... You're right? We're already ready to look something up. I we're not to say he was from England. Um, or, like, somewhere around there. Like, Europe of something. Alright, Tom I thought he was, I thought Hardy. He, I'm going to say he's at least European. I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. <laughs> On the continent of Europe. You're going to go, you're going to take Australia? I'm going Australia. I'm pretty sure he's Australian. Okay. English actor, screenwriter, and producer. You're right. Uh -huh. So they ruined it. Not Australian. And, you know, Mel Gibson was an Australian guy. Right. Everybody was Australian in the original. Right? Come on. Ah, oh, damn it. Continuity is broken. I know. Fucking Mel Gibson. I like, Come on, Riggs. I like okay? the, that the recasting would be the thing that makes no sense in the continuity and not the fact that it's been all this time. We have a younger one and, and that in the first Mad Max movie, things are pretty, you know, like things are going downhill, but they're pretty much just the normal world. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow, like, within the guy's lifespan... It becomes this. Right. <laughs> but it doesn't really make sense, but hey, it's all right. I don't feel like much about this movie has to make sense. No, you're probably going to have to like um, re refresh mm -hmm. me on uh, the mm -hmm. originals, because I saw the originals when I was, I mean, we were probably, I mean, nine or ten. I yeah. was young. I mean, it's been a long time. It, it had been a long time since I'd watched them, too, yeah. before this came out. Yeah. As I, the only one I really liked was The Road Warrior. And then, uh, well, wh wh where's the one where he, like, ties the dude to a motorcycle and, like, shoots him in the foot? Was that the first one? Um, I'm trying to think of which particular scene. Uh, yeah, I think so. Okay. The first one, the first one's the one where his wife and daughter die, or they get run over by the gangs. Okay. It's the only one with, like, a real, like, character-centric plot for Max. Yeah. Because... <laughs> Like, in that one, yeah, he's he's still a police officer. Like, he's yeah. with the police. He's trying to keep these gangs under control and all that. And then he just tries to get away with his family for a bit. Uh, you know, retires, all that. And then they get killed, and he has to, like, take down the gangs. Jesus. And then the second one is just, it's the apocalypse now. <laughs> and <laughs> and now Mad Max is uh, just running around. It, like, he's just kind of a free guy. He's just run trying to survive, get around. Like, in this movie. Yeah. He just... It, Pretty much every other Mad Max is him just stumbling into scenarios. Right. Like, he's always, like, kind of... A, like, even though it's named after him and he's, like, the guy you're following, it's always, like, someone else's problem, usually, that he gets entangled right. in. So, do you think he was the main character or the hero of the story in any of them? Uh, the first one, I would say yes, definitely. Yeah. He's the central character. But yeah. uh, Road Warrior, I mean, it, in a way, like, it, it. it's not his conflict, but... He's the one who's really solving it and like um, kicking right. ass and like okay. leading him, and uh, same with Beyond Thunderdome. Like it's okay. other people's issue he gets kind of embroiled in, but like he really does become kind of the figurehead of it. Okay. And here it's with Fury Road, maybe a little less so. Yeah. Because and that that was something you said partway right. through, which is an astute observation that you know is he really the lead character here? Yeah. And like it's something that a lot of online there's been a lot of writing online mm -hmm. about that this and how it's not really his movie 
Like, yeah, because he, he almost... Because, like, he doesn't even say anything for, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the film, yeah. barely. Which like, I did, like. Did he... Uh, did he... Like, it was like... Right? Because um, one thing I did like about the movie, I did like that opening shot where there, he's, like, getting chased in, like, the little hallways. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there's that shot where he, like, goes up at the bars and yeah. he sees his kid and then he falls down and then she's right there again. I was like, holy shit! When I like... Uh, like, and this doesn't just go for that opening scene. Like, as a movie... It, just as a whole, its mm-hmm. use of color is really cool. Yeah, and, and, and like because it does a lot of things that a lot of other movies do half-assedly, mm-hmm. except it like it full asses it, Jason. Fair <laughs> and, enough. Uh, it does like because everything's orange, right. almost everything. It's like it's the whole t- you know like cyan teal or whatever thing where it's like it's all oranges and blues, like the skies right. and the orange. But then like it does it in a way that like the really significant stuff is like standing out. Right, so like the water contrasts so heavily with everything else that's so saturated because it's just white. It's a mm-hmm. lack of any sort of color saturation. Mm. So it's like the reverse of where you. Know, it's it's like the opposite of Schindler's List, where right. like it's black and white. And you have like the girl wearing red, so that you're paying attention to a singular case and like this whole right. disaster, so that you can connect emotionally with one thing, even though, and then realize like shit, like this is happening everywhere. Except, like, in here, it's, it's like, everything is blown out and colored. And then, like, it, water being the life source is the lack of that. And mm. it's, it's cool. Um, but in that particular scene where he's hanging onto the thing, you can see the green and you can see the white of the sky and stuff. And, again, it's totally different than everything else out there. Yeah. So he's, it's like he's reaching for it. And, and the, green, the green is really, really significant in the movie, too. Right, because, yeah, the like, Greenlands. Well, and they, yeah, they, they talk all about the green place. Yeah. But it, you can see in those early scenes where it's like zoomed out that the tops of everything is green. And it contrasts so heavily with the rest of the environment that it makes sense. Like, you don't have to be told that, oh, yeah, like, this is the place to be at the end. When, it make, when he says we can go back, there's, you know, plants and there's water. You know that because, like, it, it's already, you've already yeah. seen it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, like, and then, oh, the villain goes, like, right through all the vegetation, right? Right. Like, Charlie Theron is, like, so, yeah, I didn't even, I did I mean, I, I saw it when, you know, he goes through the maze of vegetation, but I didn't see, I must, I must have missed the, it, like, the when he's, the sky. yeah, when he's, well, it's when he's hanging from the thing, and he sees his, oh, daughter. right before he gets, like, right before he falls back, back down, you, yeah, like the the part of the frame that he's hanging on, like to right is, before it, it's like it green goes. and white. Mm-hmm. And then when when uh, Morton Joe gives them all the uh, water too, and it's zoomed out, and you can see everybody there. You can see the tops of like the mountains and things around the area, and there's mm-hmm. all like plant life and stuff up there. So suggestion, yeah, that there is life here. You know, like they don't have access to it or anything, right. but it's all there. Corporations, man. Yeah, it's man. Fucking goddamn corporations, <laughs> well, man. And you, uh, you, you know, when they mentioned Aquacola, we both kind of <laughs> talked a little about like the comparison to idiocracy and right. things like that. Absolutely, sounds like you know the future commercialization of water, which we already sort of have <laughs> with all the bottled water companies. Kind of. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. they don't. They don't even want it coming out of our faucets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. So. No free rides. Right. Because <laughs> there was the line that, like, was almost verbatim what the CEO, CEO of Nestle said. Like, he was just like, 
water's not a right or yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, and then uh, Joe, yeah, flat out says, uh, don't, "Don't be addicted yeah, to water." Yeah, don't get addicted. Water addiction is a serious thing. Yeah, you know, to keep people down so that they don't. Uh, so that, you know, they understand why they're only getting a little bit of water. Right. Because if they feel like this guy's just holding out on them completely, then they might rebel. Fuck it. So, goddamn God corporations is what it is, Ross. You see, the corporations, and they're all corporation-y. Yeah. <laughs> Think of Team America with all the <laughs> Film Actors Guild. <laughs> but, Matt so, Damon. So this was the second time I'd seen this movie. Okay. Uh, I saw it in theaters. Uh, you hadn't seen it at all. Nope. So w- what What was your overview kind of of this movie? Well, like, I really wasn't... I mean, you know how I am with like remakes and like mm-hmm. and shit. Or, I, is this a remake or is this a sequel? It's more of a sequel. It's, not okay. a re- it's definitely not a remake. You could argue it's a reboot. Because okay. it's a new actor, sure. You don't really need much continuity from the others, but because it's not a con- is it a continuing story? Or? Uh, it depends if you look at the other Mad Maxes as mm-hmm. continuing stories, but because ah. even Mad Max to Road Warrior doesn't really make much sense. Okay. Like, <laughs> like it kind of does in that he was, you know, he's like, I used to be a cop. Like he briefly mentions what happened, and you know, it's canon that his family was killed by these gangs and stuff. But yeah, he just kind of. Like, the world changes so much between those movies. And again, even between, like, Road Warrior and Beyond Thunderdome, like, Beyond Thunderdome is just silly as hell. Right. And and then, like, this is totally different do, feeling. Do, so, you th- do you think that has to do... Because, like, the first Mad Max was made for, like, 20 bucks and a pack of smokes. <laughs> like, you know... That, it's definitely part of it that, and, yeah. And so they were just like, we could do so much more crazy shit, so, you know, fuck the story. Or, well, like, not, not necessarily fuck the story, but, like, if, like... Kind of like, kind of like in Jurassic Park, where uh, you know, like you see the goat, mm-hmm. and then like when the car goes over the hill, it's like, what was the goat standing on? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you no, know? no. Yeah. Yeah. You like, know what I mean? The that's that's the thing in that movie that a lot of people talk about. The geography makes no sense yeah. whatsoever during that scene, but you don't even notice it in mm-hmm. the scene because it's so effective at drawing you in. Right. Um, here, yeah, like I, I think you're partially right uh, with ballooning budgets being. But then also just, like, the evolution of an idea, right? Like, mm-hmm. George Miller has been with this series since the beginning. He's sure. directed every movie. Like, so, well, I think he co-directed the fourth, or the third one. So, yeah. like, someone else worked on that, too. <laughs> which explains a lot. <laughs> but, he was just like, I quit right in the middle of it. He was like, this is awful. But, but like... Tina Turner, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. The <laughs> Tina Turner song. But I like the... It, He's not, like, constrained to just, like... Like, you know, sure, you can uh, praise certain things for being consistent, mm. but I kind of like that each movie he can, like, re-envision it and, like, make it whatever he wants for that sure. period. And, like, by not being so tied down to his own continuity or timeline or anything, it makes stuff like this possible. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's... I mean, I'm open to that idea, uh-huh. but like, but still, like, it's 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 either that, that there's no in between. It's either that is the greatest idea ever, <laughs> or it's just dog shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? There's no like, oh, you know, like it was okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like there are a lot of things with this movie where you're you're kind of thinking like, okay, I don't like that, or that doesn't make sense. You know, they need to tell me these things. But like, I th- I feel like a lot of those things are also what I like about the movie, mm-hmm. right? I like that it, it's not weighted down in exposition in any way. Fair enough. That it's kind of like, uh, 
like you can pick everything up just through the story because like gotcha. I feel like yeah definitely show not tell and, yeah uh, I'm, I'm gonna try not to do too many spoilers but that's the yeah. exact problem I had with Black Mass okay so. and it, it yeah that just came out I yeah. haven't seen it All right, so well, I won't say anything so you feel else, like that's one where but they that just... was like the main they just did the opposite so I, I yeah. see where you're going with that but like I don't know, a little bit of exposition would have been nice. <laughs> I again, like I like just being thrown into those worlds and yeah. then like kind of feeling your way out of it. And mm. like, yeah, at the beginning, it's just like he just gets captured by some people. You don't know anything about the people. He just right. got taken, and then yeah, he, he he's a blood bag, and like that's I guess it's in the other movies too, but not like. It's not as much of a plot device. They're just, yeah. like, kind of people on the front of their cars and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, he's there to, like, I guess, give blood to the people in the vehicles because they're all diseased or have tumors and stuff. And and then they have some religion about Valhalla. And, right. like, yeah, they worship a Morton Joe. And there's, like, you get all these things, and it's enough for the story, I yeah. think. But it, it makes you feel like the world's bigger than it is, too, maybe. Like... Mm-hmm. Like, where you don't explain every single thing on screen, so it feels like a more lived-in place. Like, you're just picking things up. Sure. But, I don't know. <laughs> you weren't as big a fan of that, though, sadly. Yeah, not really. Yeah. I like a little bit of, a little bit of exposition. Yeah, just yeah. To... And it, it depends on genre for me, too. Like, yeah. I really like action movies that don't waste my time. Like, Like, if that's your point of... That's why you're making the movie is some spectacle or, like... Yeah, like you want enough that you're invested in what's happening, sure. so that you care about it. But that's all you need. Like it, so for something like this to basically tell the whole story, like visually, like with little little bits about you know the green place or right. like a few lines here and there to let you know kind of what's going on. But like for the most part, you get it just by watching and like mm-hmm. seeing where they're going, seeing people's reactions, like just in terms of visual cin- or, or visual storytelling in, like, pure cinema, like, I think it's really impressive for that. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yeah, because yeah, I was saying, it, like, uh, there's a movie that kind of does that, where it doesn't really waste your time with, like, a lot of crap, but then there, but then it adds, like, a lot of, like, character things that are really cool. Mm-hmm. It's an action flick that uh, called a, you, you've probably seen it, a Demolition Man back in the day. <laughs> yeah. You I know really what I mean? Because, like, it makes cool characters. Like, Simon Phoenix is a uh-huh. badass character. <laughs> right. I Like, you know what I mean? But, like, but then it didn't wait. Like, there's, like, a scene in that movie where, like, fucking... Like Sylvester Stallone's like, where's my family? And they're like, they're dead. And they just go. <laughs> it's, it's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's it. Uh-huh. And, like, and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that movie's hilarious. Yeah, it is fucking funny as shit. <laughs> but, like, I think that was but like what made me mention that is, like, I like, like, cr- cool characters like that yeah. they have in that. And, like, that was one thing I think this was missing. Really? I didn't really dig that fucking... That guy was pissing me off or something. I Which guy? The, the guy The guy that spray-painted okay. his face like nine times. Nicholas Holt's character, yeah. Yeah. That what? guy was annoying the shit out of me. Okay. I, I, was I like, like that guy. Die. I like his arc. Just I like that die. he <laughs> has an arc he, it, that, like, you know, just kind of happens naturally in the yeah. movie. Like, they don't... They, again, they don't have to explain it that much. Like, mm-hmm. he, he obviously was really devoted to this religion and this world where, like... 
he wanted to go out in a blaze of glory. He wanted to do something amazing for them. Like, he's a religious fanatic, basically. Right. And it, then he keeps getting denied Maybe that. that's why I hated him. But, like, I, I, <laughs> I like that take, though, on someone where he's like, no, I've I basically forsaken my purpose the whole time. But, you know, like, then the, the one of the wives, the redheaded one, mm -hmm. uh, convinces him that, hey, maybe you had a different purpose. Maybe it's okay. Uh -huh. Maybe you can... Do this because hot you know, chick tells me something different. Right, so. like it, it, like he's very he's very easy to uh, right. Convince, but, but then he does get to go out and blaze of glory, just not for his people. Like you know, he right. keeps like that part of him or that fundamental uh, uh, care for it. But he puts it in a cause, you know, where maybe maybe yeah. there he's not just like a faceless minion. Fair enough. And I like uh, visually what they do with him throughout the movie too, where like this, he starts out being basically indistinguishable from all the other guys and like all the minions stand out so much because they're just pure white they're like mm -hmm. ash like when they're in the mountain in that first scene they're they're just like so stark against all the red and mm -hmm. stuff so like he looks like that and he fits in with them and is indistinguishable early and then like slowly as it goes on he starts being a little like he's toned closer to them or like he i don't know if it's his ash stuff falling off or yeah. if it's battle damage but like he starts to look like a normal person so right. it's like a really like subtle way of making him into a real character rather than like just part of this army <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know like it, it's it's a weird thing to like you've been reading a lot about story lately yeah and like a lot of what i like about this movie isn't so much that at a script level it's right. like it's how they interpret things and how they yeah. show it so visually and and maybe that's why I wasn't as into it because like mm -hmm. I don't I don't really look at films based on like how it's shot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because like like this one, I think there's because I love because I like you know actors or characters and like story. Is like yeah. my two big things. And I think this has that, but it's yeah. done in a different way. Like okay. it's it a lot of it wouldn't come through that strong on the page without them just st saying straight up what it is mm -hmm. like. Uh, it is visual. It's it's the performance. It's the editing. It's the yeah. the color grading. The uh, right. like so many different elements go into it, and like that's why George Miller is such a master filmmaker. He can like every every like bit of this is tweaked so and, and everything's so intentional about yeah. what appears on screen. And I don't know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's impressive, but but yeah, like it, as far as story, it's pretty simple too. Yeah. And would you say having which been, is is fine? Yeah, it's not. I'm not like one of those people who's like it's got to be a complicated story all right, the time. Right, right. Has to change my life. Right, but like I don't know. It's just missing something. Like mm -hmm. even like even like I'm gonna try not to sound like such a misogynist dick by saying <laughs> this, but it was like really because like most of the time like when you get like a story, you want it to be like life and death of everybody. And, like, it was really the story of those five women, mm -hmm. you know? And, and see, the, I'm the opposite of that. Yeah? Like, I, I get really tired of movies where it has to be, like, the world's at stake. Yeah. And everybody not, all I mean, not saying but, that, yeah. but, like, at least, because, like, it, it just felt like, what the fuck is even Max doing there mm -hmm. sometimes? Like, I mean, I guess he had no choice. Is For a little while. Like, because it starts out, or even after he escapes, he just wants to leave. Yeah. Like, he wants nothing yeah. to do with them. And then he just kind of gets uh, gets into it, or you know, like he, 
And I think that's part of his character is, you know, he was a cop at some point. He cares about people. Okay. But, but yeah. It, see, because I didn't, I didn't see that yeah. struggle at all. I, I, I could give you that. That Tom Hardy doesn't really yeah. get that across much in the movie. Or his, his I mean, transition is pretty quick. And then, I mean, the only thing I could really see, and that's why I said that he had no choice, is because he had that, like, voiceover in the beginning to like the primal emotion which is to survive or whatever right right or primal whatever instinct <laughs> yeah and, um, only one instinct survival yeah that yeah and um so but other than that like yeah so mm-hmm. yeah i can see that that maybe that didn't come across as well and even if you look at something like uh furiosa yeah there's not really that much of an arc to mm-hmm. it like at the beginning of the movie, she's already decided that she's going to help them. Well, and, like, and I picked up a little bit, mm-hmm. and, like, one thing I did, like, maybe I was a little off on this, but it, it seemed like she was the original girl of Morton Joe. Oh, That's like, one up. of his wives? Yeah. I don't think so, but, okay. I mean, you could read into Because she goes, remember me, and, like, rips his fucking yeah. face off. Well, That's what, like... Well, she is one of... She was, she was one of the, uh... uh well, um, oh God, what they call her? Uh, I forget. I forget what her title was for mm-hmm. some reason. Or I can't think of it. But she was basically like a lieutenant or general in his like army things. Like she okay. was one of his highest up people. So gotcha. they knew each other. Or yeah, like, she probably wouldn't even had access or any way to kidnap the wives sure. or save them unless she was pretty high up. But yeah, I don't know because like yeah. you don't know her story at all, or they don't really tell you much about. Like how she's missing her arm and stuff. Yeah. Well, like, and then she's been gone for like twenty years. So yeah. Like, and they didn't really. Oh yeah, yeah. You figure out she was with the other tribe of women at yeah. some point, way before. And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I picked up from it, but I, yeah, maybe I was a little off. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hmm. Maybe you are, but uh, or maybe you're right, but it it is a little and up like for, and uh, maybe that's where. Or like came from somehow, or like either he she lost her arm and then he didn't want her anymore, ah, or something like that. She or, like cut it off. <laughs> oh no no like no. like she just lost it. And yeah then no he I just get like you. kicked her like to the curb or whatever. Maybe. All right, like I don't know, like something like that, because like because it seemed like pretty like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, that that shit was personal. Like, she ripped his face off and looked him in the yeah. eyes and yeah. shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And I mean, part of that, you could... You, right, like, it, you could say it's, like, you know, just rage against who he is and what he did to those other women, but it could also, like you say, be some more personal history. Speaking of, what happened to the pregnant woman? She got run over and Yeah, but, she, but they were, like, doing, like, a C-section or something? Yeah, like? she was dead already. Okay. So they were they were opening her up to see if the baby would have been healthy. Gotcha. And it, it was okay. a boy, and it would have been healthy. I would have had him, a brother. Yeah, yeah okay, they were okay. even more pissed off about gotcha, that. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. But, you know, that, that plays it even further into the whole uh, we're not things <laughs> message where, uh, you know, that that's why they escaped. They were being used. They were just objects of reproduction and stuff. Yeah. And, like, we, there's literally a farm of women being milked uh, right. for their babies. So, like, you know, that's part of the feminist uh, message of the movie, mm-hmm. trying to play into empowerment. But, uh, but yeah, and then the fact that when they recover the pregnant wife, like, it's all about just opening her up to see if the baby would have been a boy and okay. Is <laughs> You know, they really are doing that, like. Fair Even enough. more of that. Yeah, and, and I, I'm going to try not to sound like such an asshole again. 
Yeah, but, no, uh, you're, you're doing one, fine. One thing doing I fine. did, like, like, I like movies, and that's one thing, because I think it helps raise the stakes where nobody is safe. Yeah. Because I hate, I hate the movies that, like... Like, for instance, like, you know there's some movies where, like, you literally see the pregnant woman get ran over, and then she's just fine. She's fine because babies can't die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You like, know what I mean? It's safe. It's Unless you're like, on, like, Game of Thrones or something. Yeah. It's safe. Yeah. And it's just like, what? Really? She got ran over by every wheel on an 18-wheeler. Yeah. And she's just cool? Like, no. No, she was dead. Okay. <laughs> well, and- then good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad she died because that would have been a real flaw for me. Seriously, but and, uh, I get what you're I'm saying. I'm going though. to hell. I really and that was that was part of what they were getting across too, because you know Max's family or his wife and his daughter were both run over. So yeah. when she gets run over, uh, a lot of the wives are like, "No, we have to go back. We have to go back." And he's just like, "No, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. She her, she went under the wheels. She's done." Right. And again, it's like an eighteen wheeler. You're not gonna walk away from that. Right. So, and Furiosa gets it. She, she's with him. Like, no, right. we just have to move on. We can't waste time. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of a brutal thing in this movie. Mm-hmm. You have a, you know, pretty serious moment in the middle of right. all this craziness of people with flamethrower guitars and <laughs> basically soundtrack trucks. But you were so tell. What was your opinion on flamethrower guitars? That was so dumb. So dumb. Because I am on the awesome side of the coin <laughs> with that. See, because I loved, I loved, like, and I love, like, doing cool shit. <laughs> but for some reason, just, I don't know, just because that just felt, like, so for, like, this is cool. Like, like this. You know, like, <laughs> you just, know what I mean? It's totally ridiculous. And that, <laughs> but that's what I love about it, is that it's completely impractical and makes no sense other than to show that the world's gone insane. Right. Like, that's... That's what it is. Like, all these are crazy people. So, of course, they rig up this massive-ass truck with all these drums and this guy with this huge stack of stereos and his guitar and his flamethrower. And, like, hearing about the -the behind-the-scenes stuff on this movie made me even happier because all of that shit worked. Right. Like, I mean, obviously, they're not recording the soundtrack on the side of the movie, but it was actually a sack of speakers hooked up to a real electric guitar that played and shot fire out of it. <laughs> it's, so, like, the production was just as impractical and insane as the people in the movie. Yeah, I was thinking, like, why the fuck? Who cares about the sound? Because, <laughs> dub it. because George Miller uh, said so. <laughs> it wasn't about the sound. It was about authenticity. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> and crazy person. That authenticity is probably why so many people involved in the movie hated working on it and or like it, they were pretty open or like Tom Hardy and Charlie Saran and a lot of the cast about how miserable it was not like not like oh this movie's gonna suck but just like it was hell out there they were in the Namib- Namibian desert for like uh, oh god I think they had to do reshoots for a while like it was it was an especially long shoot where they yeah. spent more time than they normally do and they did so much practice practically and like just rigging up all those cars and stuff to yeah. blow up and smash into each other. In I mean, those place. cars were really cool. I really, oh, liked yeah. the, I really like the Chevelle tank. Yeah, like, that's that awesome. Was pretty sick. I, then, I love that. I love that too. I love that this feels like kind of a mystical, otherworldly type movie, but yet, like all the tools they're using are like remnants of our own society right. and like our old cars and shit that they repurposed into these, right? Like death machines. <laughs> 
but yeah, like it's it's just a cool design aesthetic. And there's some of that in Road Warrior, but it feels even more like it's become another world by this movie. Okay. But you know, a world that doesn't involve Tina Turner and like <laughs> bungee fights and domes and stuff. Right. I'm not a big fan of that movie either. <laughs> Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, it's 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 Rambo three. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Fucking you die war, you come war. Like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, like, you can say that most of the time when Stallone speaks. <laughs> yeah, it's but like, what's like, this guy saying? <laughs> dude, Rambo three though was like wow. Uh, off on a tangent, but do you ever see uh, John Rambo? The, or, uh, the a Rambo, the, I guess they just re- eventually yeah. called it Rambo. Yeah, that one's insane, too. <laughs> that one's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite is when uh, he sets, like, just a normal-looking explosive right. and runs away for, like, a minute of screen time, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like a nuke went off or something. <laughs> it's like somehow if Rambo just sets off an explosive, <laughs> yeah, it has, nu- like, 20 times the power it normally <laughs> yeah, would. And a nuclear reactor in his back pocket. Yeah, yeah, it's... <laughs> Rambo can do these things. See, and like, I, that's one of my problems mm-hmm. with two two things is when they're like superhuman dudes. Yeah, it's like Tom, like, have you seen Rocky two and then Rambo? <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, Sylvester Stallone wasn't roiding out. I'm a grown oh, ass yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> you know, like. Like, I, I think at this point that's pretty confirmed. Like, yeah. even he's like, no, steroids is great. I don't know why people use steroids. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, but, one of the, like, there's, like, action movies that are, like, it's improbable, but it's not impossible. Yeah. You, you know what I'm, I mean? I'm... If you're going action movies, as long as it's established in the universe, I'm fine with the okay. possible. Or as long as like everything's playing by the same rules, I okay. don't care what those rules. Okay, are. I'll give. Okay, I'll give you the yeah. if everything's playing by the same rules because like, like within the movie. like in Transporter Two, like oh you remember? yeah, fuck Transporter. Exactly. 2. I like the first Transporter actually. Yeah, I, I can't. Don't... I don't really remember the first one because mm-hmm. like, I think the second one just like was so bad it like erased my brain like yeah, yeah. black style yeah it <laughs> like, neuralized you like or yeah because like he's like like a plane is like crashing and they're like and like yeah going like like a fucking pinball machine because well, if it looks just like a cartoon yeah. then you lose all the stakes mm-hmm. and i mean like it can be cool if like everything plays by those rules or whatever like you know like I get a kick out of the Crank movies uh, for being basically ridiculous video game cartoon action movies mm-hmm. that, which again, like are really stripped down and there's barely any plot and it, almost all of it's visual. And I actually think that, that that's pretty cool. I like that. Okay. But I, I, speaking to, you know, the improbable, but not the impossible with Mad Max, I think they most of the time kind of achieved that. Yeah. Because like they are actually crashing these vehicles. And sure. Like, almost everything that's in the foreground is, like, real. Yeah. Like, did it. That's, I was going to say, that was one of the things I really, I really liked about it. Because, mm-hmm. like, that's how I feel about at least the first three diehards. Yeah. You know, maybe not the fourth or the fifth. Yeah, yeah. Once, when it gets know, a little like insane. The, the fighter jet or whatever <laughs> right? in the fourth one. And jet, pretty like, much everything that happens in the fifth. Oh, yeah, yeah. The fifth one where they jump out of a skyscraper and they're just fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah like, uh, <laughs> it's not a good movie. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. Well, in the fifth, like this tangent that has nothing to do with Mad Max. I'm gonna say this about the fifth one. The reason the fifth one sucked so hard 
the villain sucked. Yeah. The it, villain was weak. That was a big the, part of it. The first four had great villains. And his son was just kind of bleh. His son sucks, There's yeah. just nothing real, like, like nothing stood out about the movie, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, like, there, there are some decent diehards after the first, but the first is to me. Like, I know I, three is, you're like, you I love have, three. I, think, I don't, and, like, ah, man, two, because two, I think, has the best villain. Yeah. Nobody yeah, talks about him. Yeah. William Sadler, man, that dude's ice cold, man. Yeah. When he crashes the fucking plane and like a baby's on board and he's just like, "We got you, we <laughs> yeah. got you." Like that is a sick motherfucker. Yeah, and he like, he does not care about babies. He would let right? pregnant women get run over by eighteen wheelers. Yeah, and like that totally raises the stakes. To, it's make the bad guy badder. And yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And yeah, like, he's not going to pull his punches. He wasn't about money or anything. I, he was a fucking just cold motherfucker. Yeah. And... I agree with that. Like, I, I feel like, you know, if, if you really want your villain to seem like a threat, you have to make them both competent, and you have to yeah. make him someone who, you know, they're not just going to roll over <laughs> anything. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh... But, I don't know. So, so Die Hard, well, one and three are some of your favorite action movies. What are some of the other action movies that you think are like just some of the best? The best? Yeah, some of your favorites. Well, I would definitely put um, the Die Hards. Yeah. Um, uh, one, because it has such awesome characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Con Air. Really? I fucking, like, Garland Green and, like, John Malkovich and Cyrus the Virus. Oh, yeah, it's a... And, like, I just love those. I mean, with the exception of Nicolas Cage, I'm gonna save the fucking day. (laughs) You know, like, you know, like, or whatever. Yeah. But, like, that's definitely one up there. I love, like, just fucking Steve Buscemi's this shit. He's a horrible individual who eats people, but you love him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's basically Hannibal Lecter on the <laughs> yeah. criminal plane. But, and uh, and he, Ving Rhames is, you know, Diamond Dog. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a hell of a cast, definitely. Yeah. And I, because I just, I really gravitate towards characters, especially uh-huh. in like, you know, especially in movies like that. And Okay. Uh, characters are like, I think... Do you, do you I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. Is one of the big things for you is how it's shot, like how it looks, how it it, it depends on the movie, the genre yeah. and like it, it for me like like the success or failure of a movie has to do with purpose. Mm-hmm. Like what are they actually going for and how well do they achieve that? And like for That's for this look. Yeah, I kind of like that. For like Mad Max, I feel like they did exactly what they set out to do and did it very well. I like but, that a lot. I actually like Oh, go ahead. No, no. <laughs> I actually like that a lot because you know, I have that conversation all the time with people that are like, you know, Anthony, yeah, popcorn flavor. He's like, yeah, that's like what. Yeah. Like you're watching, like for instance, like somebody like with like Crank would like. Yeah. I mean, I I didn't hate the movie. I was like, yeah, it's, it was fun. You know? Yeah. I was yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again. Yeah. You know, but like, but then other people are like, where's Meryl Streep in that fucking, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, you know, or, you get those people. I hate, yeah, I hate that idea of like hierarchy of genre where it's like, oh, well, if it's, if it's a big Oscar drama where, you know, somebody's facing adversity, it, it, then that's just obviously a better movie than a lot of right. these others. And like, I, there'll be a million of those at the end of the year. A couple of them will be pretty good. A, a lot of them right. will be really generic. Hardly any of them 
in my opinion, aren't going to be as notable as Mad Max was this year because they're just doing the same shit they've always done. There's already a playbook for all that. Right. There's no other movie out there that looks like this one or has done the way this one is. There are a lot that, like, go for the same... I guess have the same goal in mind mm. in terms of, like, being exciting and, you know, they want the, to thrill the audience and, like, you know, not bore them and all that. But a lot of them aren't, aren't doing it as well. Mm-hmm. So I... I don't know. Like, I, I think this is a more of an achievement than just, like, a standard high prestige movie. Right. But, like, I think those prestige movies can be really well done. Like, if they're really well sure. done, they're just as significant. I'm just, I'm just talking about the, the... It's just, like, you know, the people that... It's the yin to the yang to the people that only watch, like, fucking big blockbuster films. And then you got, like, these fucking, I only watch indie films. And, right. You know, and, I mean, yeah, I like all that stuff, like too. But good blo- I mean, blockbusters good. can be good. I mean, The Dark Knight is great. Right. You know, I mean, for instance. But, uh... Like, I have no problem saying something like this movie is really well done and effective. Yeah. And then also saying something like Transformers is garbage. Right. Or like uh, most of the Transformers movies are just terrible. Yeah. Because it, they are. Right. <laughs> like there's, they're, in theory, they're reaching towards a similar goal. They want to be an exciting movie that's like a fun action thing. But I think Mad Max does a better job of it and it's more stripped down. It doesn't waste your time with a bunch of bullshit that they don't that even the people Romeo making, and Juliet laws and shit like that yeah like even the people making the movie don't care about that stuff they just feel like it's necessary to get the audience engaged so you have right. someone like George Miller will come in and be like alright we're not gonna waste time telling you about all that you're gonna get the story and understand what's happening from the beginning just from what we're showing you and all that's going to be interesting and yeah. cool and more more work goes into actually like laying that out too versus yeah. like you know just blowing stuff up and getting like 30 shots of it so you can splice it together like here yeah. there's it's much more intentional like all the destruction makes sense yeah. <laughs> i don't know right <laughs> they're not they're just not in china for some fucking reason <laughs> just all of a sudden but oh, yeah but getting back to yeah I, I love buddy cop movies yeah I, I love those so i have to go with which one should I? I forgot what you said. You like Money Train a lot, right? I like Money Train. And That's you, one up there. You like, I uh, think we talked about this in another podcast, but yeah, you like um, Money Train. I uh, like Money Train. Uh, da, 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 da. Lethal Weapon. Demolition Man. Demolition. That's, that's an interesting one because I guess that is kind of a buddy cop movie. Kind of. Kind of. I don't know if it's a buddy cop movie, but it's a. I just. <laughs> I just love Wesley Snipes and Dennis Leary in those movies. Mm-hmm. That monologue at Dennis Leary's got where I, I want to smoke a Cuban cigar in the size in the, of the size of Cincinnati in a non-smoking section, which is pretty much about the mm. libertarian view of life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon, I guess. I'll put three on there. That's interesting then, because like I I really like character-driven movies too. Yeah, but yeah, like it. Like, even even something like Lethal Weapon, I feel like, is going for something much, much different than something like Mad Max. Like, they're both action movies, technically. But yeah, you're right. Like, the goal of the character interplay and the humor that comes out of that is really, like, the drive of that movie. Sure. And, yeah. Yeah. I guess, yeah, clarity of purpose and how well something achieves purpose is really important to me. Yeah. Because, like, if you watch something and you're like, I don't even know what the hell it was going for. Right. Then, like, like again, not to harp on Transformers all the time, but it deserves it. <laughs> yeah, and then Michael Bay, I mean, granted, Michael Bay did make two good action films, because I like both bad boys. 
Both bad boys, and yeah. And then, and then he just was like, "I guess I'm done. I guess I'm done making anything ever again." <laughs> he's and, just uh, never done anything since. Yeah, I mean, technically, he's done things. Uh, like, I mean, he's he's clocked in. I guess yeah, he's well, collected collected a paycheck. The dude's great at like staging destruction and shooting a lot of it. <laughs> like, which you know, like it, it sounds like I'm being dismissive, but. That's a skill. He's, <laughs> like, there are a number of filmmakers in Hollywood who will say that Michael Bay is one of the most talented people they know at just, like, capturing spectacle. But he makes shitty movies. Like, he, right. partially because of character and partially just because he bloats them and, like, there's no purpose to anything going on. It's just there. Right. And Well, and, like, yeah, I mean... I think when it, his movies work, it's almost on accident. Like, right. like Pain and Gain, I... I was just gonna mention I that. I kind one. of enjoy that movie, but... A lot of it is just because it's so ridiculous. Like, when it's trying to be funny is not usually when it's the funniest. Right. Like, it's just the whole idea that this movie is happening around these, like, heavyweight, lifter, musclehead idiots. And <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny. That's fair. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah, like, it's one of the, uh, like, that gets into, like, intentional fallacy and stuff, too, where you're like, okay, well... If you really like a movie, doesn't matter. Or, like, if you enjoy a movie, but for the wrong reasons, does that mean that the movie's good or bad, right? Right. Because, like, sure, the director may have failed at their intentions, but if they've created something worthwhile, then, you know, maybe it's a good movie anyway. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean... Because, like, for instance, I always mention No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> we love that movie. That movie's awful. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. I personally love it just because of how bad it is. Yeah. Because it's gar It's the... It's a horrible, horrible it's movie. It's so... Yeah. It's like, dude, there's this scene in that where he gra like Hulk Hogan grabs this dude and, like, puts him, like, face to face. Mm -hmm. And he's just like... Um, it's like, dude, what are, are you trying to be a Rottweiler? Like, personally, like, literally... Mm -hmm. As a, yeah. like, I mean, I get, I, I know there's an animal exercise in acting where you're like, <laughs> you're trying to be, you're trying yep. to walk yep. like an animal and right. shit. You don't actually be the animal. <laughs> you don't roar like that. You just take characteristics <laughs> from the animal. Yeah, it's, an, it's an exercise. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's well, like thinking about the physicality of who you're performing. Yeah. As and, because yeah. I mean, it, it has been, uh, it's, and it is effective. I yeah. Because I mean, uh, um. Uh, Anthony Hopkins said for Hannibal Lecter, mm -hmm. he would do an e exercise every like when he was building the character of trying to move like a snake, uh -huh. trying to talk like a snake. Yeah, how would a snake talk? And is you know this yeah creates kind of a creepy vibe. Too. Yeah, yeah, kind of a slithery, slick person. And like if you know that, it totally makes sense in Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Absolutely. Yeah, and um, and it's weird. It almost like takes you over mm -hmm. if you do it right. Yeah, like because um, I did that one for like a serial killer and then like a ah. like, and I was like looking through shit mm -hmm. and like and how I started searching for it, I was like, <laughs> you know, like just like slithering through the fucking moving your head around chest to like, like so you're going with the snake thing again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, and yeah, but <laughs> he literally, I think, wanted to become a Rottweiler. <laughs> Period. Mm -hmm. So I'd say it was, it was a bold performance choice. <laughs> yeah, it's like God damn it. Yeah, and then when fucking oh, one of these Rita's ex husband 
dives out of his wheelchair and just oh, yeah. face plants. <laughs> and, then, and then Debo from Friday just steps over him. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> You've said, you know, like once once you could legally smoke marijuana again, yeah. <laughs> that'll be the movie to watch, right? Yeah, it's if it's we, still on Netflix. We'll just have to, one of these days, we'll have to like... Just, just watch. gather some of our picks for the worst movies worst we've seen movies ever. and just watch those. Or like do a podcast on all that. Oh, I'm down. That could be hilarious. I'm always into shitty films. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Mad Max. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I think Do we, you want me to give me do you want me to give like a rating or I don't know, I I guess. Like I I was I was just like, eh, you know, everybody saw Mad Max. This is a pretty cool movie. Yeah. A lot of people liked it a lot. But I know you're also much more about like explicit storytelling or like you know yeah. you're you're interested in scripting yeah. at the moment and I well with other like action movies I've shown you like the technical element of it wasn't usually as much a thing or like that uh, so I was just like curious which ones? Like, like like something like uh, like Kingsman for instance or, yeah. or like Iron Man three even where it's just like oh, this is the same old Superman shit or right. <laughs> superhero shit but like. For me, like, then I'm looking at, like, the little elements of, like, the production, too, and how, like, that, I don't know, like, there are a lot of different, but, like, from a story element, like, this is a pretty sparse movie, so yeah. I, was, I was curious whether it would, whether you'd have, like it at all, or whether it would just be like, eh, it's just another action movie. I mean, I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, it was weird, the very thing that got me into the movie uh-huh. was kind of... Like its own worst enemy as well, uh-huh. because really I was I was like I'm not gonna see that. I'm yeah, like, I'm good. But mm-hmm. then everybody was like, "Dude, it's the fucking shit." Yeah, yeah. Everybody was just like and like and like different f- f- like types of people. Yeah, the, that was what was Which interesting. Is interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like it- I was intrigued. I was like, okay, these two people would never agree on a movie ever, <laughs> and yet. And- they agree on this movie. And, like, had you seen the movie first, would you expect both those people like it? Because it's, it's, this is a pretty straight up, like, action movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. one, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, like, alternative, like, geeky, nerdy comedy girls that I know and, yeah. like, that do stand up comedy are just like, I love Little Miss Sunshine and movies like that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, but, but then they were, like, into it. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I think the, the feminist shading kind of helps yeah, with a probably. lot of people. Like, it, it actually does seem to have a message, uh, at, at least some level of the message. Like, most yeah. of the feminist community really liked this movie. Yeah. Not all. Like, you know, it, like, there are a lot of, with all groups, there are people, dissenting voices and stuff. Right. So there are some who are like, it's just the same masculine version of a female that you know just just fitting into male archetypes to do that but like it's like well it's an action movie and, right you know, like if, if <laughs> she's like oh i broke a nail you know like right what, like, like one of anita sarkeesian who's uh she she's known as mostly like a video game feminist critic yeah and uh like she did a, she's like well it, it is it's just fitting those archetypes of just you know the action you know it, you have to be physically violent to be a, lead, a female lead in this it's like you're uh, misunderstanding genre like how if that's the case if if action and violence are inherently masculine traits then how can you possibly have a mm. female lead in that genre right because like you can't complain about there not being women in action movies and then complain about the women being violent in action movies when they are yeah. <laughs> if you're not violent in action movies the main character is dead right 
in five minutes, roll credits. <laughs> and I mean, if, if like, if her complaint was like, oh, they're saying like all women should be masculine or whatever, this movie actually has a pretty wide display. Like, there are a lot of female characters of different types in this movie. Right. It's not just one or the other. Right? No, and that that is one thing I did like about it, is like mm-hmm. they had the girl that was just like, take me back, I don't care, I just want a man to fucking, you know, control yeah, yeah. me. And then like they had like, like you know, Fur- uh, Furiosa. Sure, yeah, yeah, Furiosa. Imperator was her title, I forgot what it was. Oh, okay. Sorry, from way back. <laughs> and then, um, and I didn't really get who the blonde girl was supposed to be. They were all uh, different wives, yeah, yeah, but like I didn't know was was there like a different type? Were they were they going for I, that? I don't know if they were or, all. Nece- I don't. I don't think they were all going for types necessarily. I think they were all just characters. They're all in that situation. So some did react differently okay. to others. Okay, yeah, for sure. And like the one that was like that went with or tried to go back. Mm-hmm. Was she fucking with the guy at the end? Um, I don't think so. Oh, she. Okay. I think she kind of changed her mind on it. But right as the guy died. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Just, guy's the worst. Seriously. <laughs> Playing both sides. Yeah. Snake. <laughs> but yeah. So this was a generally popular movie for that reason. Yeah. Which might it, explain why like it had kind of crossover appeal in different demographics. Okay. But, but I think it got a little overhyped for me. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to say, like, do you think you would have liked this more or less had people not just hyped it up like crazy? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, it's all mm-hmm. hypothetical. But yeah, yeah, you can't really know. But, uh... I don't know. Prob- Possible to know. I don't know. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I can't really say one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So you said... It's, it's not really my type of film. Yeah. I really like going... I, I would... So, so you... Your type, you would say, is... Well, I guess with action movies, you've already described really character-heavy things. Yeah, character-heavy things are like the buddy cop movie, a little okay. buddy cop formula. Mm-hmm. Um, action comedies are, you know. Yeah. Great. Um, which, then again, I mean, uh, I was just thinking, another one of my favorite action movies, just because it was like action but with no action, if that makes any sense, <laughs> uh-huh. is, uh, did you ever see a movie called Assassins with Antonio Banderas? I don't think like, I ever watched it. I knew you had it as a kid. Yeah. I don't think we, like, and Demolition Man, we'd watch when we were kids. Oh, yeah. But Assassins, I don't think we ever actually watched. No? Yeah. Because, like, that one's really good because it's, like, it's just, like, this psychological and, like, breaking, mm-hmm. you know, it's, like, they, they play games with each other and, like, that's mm-hmm. what it's, it was, like, an interesting action flick. Do you ever see, uh, it's, you know, not necessarily an action movie, more of a war movie, but, uh, uh, Enemy at the Gates. Yeah. That's a cool movie yeah, that movies. does that really well. Yeah. With the battling snipers and stuff. Yeah, and they did that, then they kind of did a the little bit of that, like, being patient and, like, mm-hmm. getting, getting to the kill, mm-hmm. which was intriguing. And, um, so, so, I mean, and I mean... Not your type of movie, then. Which one? This, Mad Max. Yeah, probably not. Mm-hmm. I mean... I, I hope that the audience can hear Samson yipping in his sleep right now. <laughs> I do, too. So, yeah, because, I, I mean, if I had to give it, I would give it probably a C plus or a B minus. Wow. Pretty harsh. Really? You think <laughs> well, so? I guess it, it's not really. Like, it, rating scales are all screwed up with right? criticism anyway. Because, like, yeah, if a movie is, like, okay, 
yeah. or like a little above average, technically a B minus is an o- or a C plus is an okay rating. Yeah, but like people look at it like, oh man, you really judge harshly on that. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, because right. like Tom Hardy, I'm still like still gauging him too. Mm-hmm. Like I love Bronson. Mm-hmm. I liked him in I liked him in uh, Inception. Mm-hmm. Um, Bane was okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bane, he had this hilarious voice. Right. But. Well, he wonders why you were trying to shoot him right before you throw him out of an airplane. <laughs> um, but then, like, he made that This Is War movie. I understand oh, yeah, I he, he needed to get paid. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks horrible. Yeah, that um, just looked like the most generic popcorn crap ever. He was in that, was it Locke he was in? Is that the one? Oh, yeah, I still yeah. haven't seen that, but I've heard it's really good. yeah. That's the one where he's just in the car yeah, on the phone the whole, the whole time. time. And that's yeah, I great it, yeah. I've heard I've heard mixed. Uh-huh. People have actually seen it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, I need to, I still need to see that. Yeah. Because uh, I um that's one thing that like really can like boost an actor in my eyes. Yeah, if they can carry a if whole thing. If they movie. can carry a whole thing. Like uh you know, I am legend was is okay. Yeah. Uh I actually liked Buried better than I am legend. I, yeah, I still haven't seen that, but and, I heard uh, it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I mean, it wasn't... I mean, the best single, like, mm-hmm. guy or whatever, one character movie ever, or at least so far, mm-hmm. is Moon with I, Sam I was going to say, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but I, that's a great movie. Yeah. Really. I mean, well... You, His performance is so fucking good. Yeah. I don't know what I'd see as the best ever, though, because, I don't know. I, just, I mean, those are the only three I can really think of on the top of dome. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, there have been single performance ones going back a ways, but... And then Locke, uh, which I haven't seen. I've seen bits and pieces of. But Moon, Moon's really cool, because, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's but, technically multiple performances, but all by him. Right. Uh, and, yeah. And, uh, I mean, Buried was, like, Ryan Reynolds was a lot better than I thought he was going to be, and it was yeah. a lot more interesting than I thought it was going to be, because mm-hmm. it's literally a dude in a box. Yeah. <laughs> he can't well, he used even... to be a pretty big fan of Ryan Reynolds, right? I am, I am and I'm, I mean, but, like, I didn't see him, like, as a dramatic actor. Right. You know he, what I mean? He pulls it off. Because, like, huh? yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Like, uh-huh. I mean, Just Friends is hilarious. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's one of the few romantic comedies, actually. Really? Like. Yeah. And, um, like, Van Wilder, he's fucking hilarious. But, like, <laughs> like did you see R.I.P.T.? Oh, R.I.P.D.? No. Yeah. yeah, it was so bad. It was just Men in Black with Ghosts, right? Yeah, it like, it's the exact so same movie. It was, yeah, <laughs> it, but it was like, it was such an interesting concept, and I was, I was fucking baked, so I was like, let's, let's give was, it a shot. I was gonna say, and, man, I... And there's like this fat CGI guy yeah. that's just like, the whole yeah, time. the ghosts <laughs> look like aliens. It's yeah. just like, oh, let's just do Men in Black, but say they're right. ghosts instead. And they, they just, they, they lived and died off the one joke that like, their bodies. Oh yeah, it didn't it, look like their souls. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Bridges is a fucking fine ass Marissa Miller, uh-huh. and like Ryan Reynolds is some stereotypical Mickey Rooney at Breakfast at Tiffany's Asian dude. He's like, yeah. I bet good job, uh, you know, uh-huh. like you know, just the most offensive character ever. Yeah, <laughs> and like, and it's just like they just kept doing that one joke over and over again. And I was like, Jesus And it's in the trailers, Christ. so you already know that joke. Yeah. You see the trailers. And uh, so I was like, oh my God, this is crap. So not a very good one. No, okay. no. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, 
It, it's interesting, though, because we would both say that we're fans of action movies, probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think our guiding principles on those are different. Because, yeah. like, uh, like, recently, the Raid movies I loved, or the first Raid. You'd probably prefer the Raid 2 to the Raid 1. Because Raid 1 is just, like, people get called in to this, like, apartment complex where there are a bunch of drug dealers and there's a drug kingpin on the top. And they just have to fight their way up and kill the drug kingpin. That's the movie. But it's badass and like okay. really, really good action. I mean, if this, there's like cool shit, yeah, you know, and like, the, I mean, that in all fairness, that's probably what saved uh, where I at least gave it a B minus <laughs> yeah. for this. Yeah, it was just yeah, well there's, done. There's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that I was like, yeah. that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. So the second raid is has like really great action too, and some of the most impressive, like what an amazing car chase scene and stuff, and but it's like it's much longer. And it's like it's a full mob story. So it's the guy who was in the first movie, but, you know, they send him to jail to, like, go undercover and get in with this mafia. And he does. And then, like, uh, yeah, so it precedes, like, a mob movie where there's betrayal and, like, all this. So it's, like, a much heavier story thing. So a lot of people are like, it's not quite as good because Mm -hmm. they just spend so much time on this. But the action is just awesome. Yeah, (laughs) because, I mean, usually I do, like, you know, character, but, like, in all fairness, like when you were mentioning that, mm-hmm. Kill Bill kind of came to mind. Yeah, and I actually liked the first one more than as the second. opposed to the second one. So it's I mean, just a vehicle for action. Yeah, it's yeah. well, that, that and it was just fucking rad. <laughs> like, yeah, like the crazy '88 scenes, one oh, of the God. coolest things I've ever fucking seen. Yeah, you know, or like, and then I love like the animation mm-hmm. where they're telling the backstory of like, you know, they're kind of like showing. Um, um, Hide the hide the exposition. Yeah, or something cool. That's yeah. a that's a really good point because like Kill Bill, like I love the Kill Bill movies. Yeah, I, so do. I mean, right, I, I love both even, of them. I mean, yeah, by all means, but, but they're very different movies. Yeah. And the first movie is pretty much what I've been talking about about an action movie with no fluff, really. Like mm-hmm. it starts out, you immediately see she was pregnant with a child and she got shot in the head, and you know, then she was in a coma. So like. That's all the motivation you need right. to get behind and be like, all right, I want her to get her revenge and kill these people. Like, it's that simple. Like, it doesn't, it, it gets much more complicated in the second part. Yeah, so but, you th- do you think that kind of dilutes it? or? But, well, I don't feel like the purpose of the second half of Kill Bill is the same as the first. Yeah. And I think that's that, fine. Right, because. Like, I think it's a fascinating movie or two movies, depending on how you look at it. Right. Like, most of the time when they split something in half, it's a terrible idea because it's like, you're pretty much saving the whole resolution for the half. It's just each part is unbalanced. Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2, though, are so different in what they're setting out to accomplish that they both work completely separately on their own as these movies. But then all, when you put it together, it's it's this weird, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, somehow it still works, even though it's something totally different. Like, you have I, all that momentum through the first half, then it really grabs you on the emotional part of it in the second half. Huh. And I don't know. Because yeah, I've never watched them... Back to back, really? Yeah. So maybe I should. Maybe I should. I don't know how it works, but it just does. Oh. <laughs> like, like Tarantino, I think is just one of the greatest. Freaking genius. Yeah, man. he's amazing. So uh, even even his my least favorite movie is still fucking awesome, which is probably Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I I love Inglorious Bastards, but I would I would agree that it's it's probably in the latter half mm-hmm. of his for me. I would go the the two that I would put down at the bottom. Well, oh. Are we putting Natural Born Killers and True Romance in there? That's a no? good question. Um, I'm saying no. No? I'm saying okay. no on that. At least, yeah, at least for sure not Natural Born Killers. Yeah. But, uh, 
But because like because uh, like that's like because I I feel like True Romance too. True Romance, if it were directed by Quentin Tarantino, it would be a very different movie than it that's is. Fair. But and um, because like it would probably be Inglorious Bastards or Jackie Brown, one of those two, are are my least. Yeah, favorite. those are probably my. Two. Yeah, and Jackie Brown's really good too, but it's a totally I I that's probably my least favorite is too, mm-hmm. just because it feels. Like, again, like, I, I like movies where, like, every scene feels, like, instrumental or, like, really... And, like, Tarantino movies normally, like, they just fly by. And Jackie Brown feels a little... Like, it, like it has a lot more room to breathe, but it does feel a little more bloated sometimes because of that. And yeah. So that'd probably be lower. And then, yeah, maybe... Maybe, uh, Inglorious Bastards. And it depends on, you know, if you're counting, uh, um, Death Proof, which... Why, why wouldn't you count Death Proof? Oh, it's a good. It's just because it was released as part of a double feature, and it was Fair part enough. of the. But like, I I think it you can. Yeah, I sure. Mean, he was going for a very different thing with that, and that would probably be lower. That might be low on mine too. But yeah. I actually really like Death Proof. Oh yeah, I like Death Proof too. But um, but yeah, I mean, but just when you have to his other one exactly. I mean, got, like, his first movie was Reservoir Dogs. Right. It's uh, I mean, he only and, improved from that. And Pulp Fiction and Django are the fucking shit. Yeah, Django. I still have only watched Django Unchained once. Yeah. And part of me is like, because like Kill Bill I saw so many times in theaters, and Glorious Bastards I saw multiple times in theaters. I'm like, I kind of want to savor Django Unchained. I want to, next time I see it, I want it to be a special thing, because I love that movie. That okay. was so cool. Right. <laughs> anyway. But, so yeah, we like Tarantino. Yeah. But, but like, Kill Bill is, it is an interesting example of two very, very different approaches to action uh, movie storytelling. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I need yeah. to probably because like, because I was wondering because like you were like no exposition. Yeah, was, like, there's would it very little. I don't. So, I in that case, I don't. I don't think that part two dilutes part one by existing. Yeah. And the way it works, once you get into part two, once it starts to give you all that exposition, it like the function of the movie changes. Like part two isn't like a, even though it starts out with her talking about a roaring rampage of revenge, it's really not like. It starts out with that little flashback, then it's her slowly uh, hunting down Bud, but like it's spending all this time making Bud seem like a sympathetic kind of down on his luck guy, and so you kind of feel for him. And then she doesn't get to kill him; he gets the best of her right away, and she gets buried alive. Then you have the whole exposition with Pai Mei for like the five point palm exploding heart technique, right. and uh, yeah, like it's it's so different. They're only like the closest thing to real a really straight-up action scene in that movie, well, I guess there's a kung fu fight with Pai Mei, and there's the trailer fight with... Uh, right, with yeah. Daryl Hannah. Yeah, with Daryl Hannah, and that's about it, really. Like, there's the real, real quick thing with Bill, but, like, most of it is... Uh, it's not an action movie, but... Hmm. But it works, somehow. It's still interesting. Hmm. <laughs> anyway, we've talked a really long time, I think. I think so. Uh, just movies in general. Kind of, kind of a good springboard discussion uh, about a lot of right. different stuff. Yeah, I think we went uh, a different route on just action movies in general. Yeah, yeah. So, so cool. Yeah. That was fun. Right? <laughs> Thanks Yay. for listening. We don't know what we're doing next week. I have no idea. We'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> might be a TV show. You wanted to show me. I wanted to show you to the league. league. So we might talk about that, might talk about another episode, or it could be something totally different. Because I'm really surprised, since you're such a big It's Always Sunny fan, that you've yeah. never really got into the league. Yeah. I should watch it more, eventually. Right. So, we'll see. Thanks for listening. Yeah, man!